Good morning and welcome to the Business Leadership Live. It is Monday, the 9th of July, 2018. Happy Monday. Hope you all had a wonderful weekend. And thank you for joining us. I am your host, Edwin Frendozo. The Business Leadership Live is a, it's a, it's a live radio call-in show where I speak to business leaders, subject matter experts, and thought leaders to discuss latest innovation, current events, or best practices that that could help you, your business, personally or professionally grow. My co-host, really excited, my co-host today is Jane Wang, CEO of Optimity. How's it, how's it going, Jane? Hi, Edwin. How are you? It's going well. It's a sunny, sunny Monday here. Yeah, well, no, first off, thank you. I know I've known Jane for a while, and she's been building out her company, and it's been growing, and it's success, and it's amazing It's amazing to, to have. But uh, today, we'll be discussing why an effective wellness program will retain employees. And for those of you tuning in live, the line is open. I mean, this is a live stream to the Internet, so we would love to have you join the conversation um, so Jane, I know, I know Optimity, you guys are building a wellness 2.0 platform, but health, wellness has been around for decades, right? So, so, so what's different now? Well, I think the big different thing here is really technology. Um, being able to do it more efficiently, being able to do it in a way that's more fun so that people are not sitting in the lunchroom and doing lunch and learn anymore, mm-hmm. but actually getting out there and being able to participate as part of our community effortlessly, really. Yeah, so so tell us tell us more. I mean, what you're finding, and uh, and I know we, some people are requesting to come to the air already, but before we get anyone to join, tell us tell us what you're seeing, I mean, with your customers and what the technology is bringing right now. Yeah, sounds good. So maybe I'll start with a little bit of context. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Optimity, we're a technology company. Uh, we make software, so mostly mobile apps, for uh, companies to create a employee success program. So mm-hmm. as part of the employee success program, part of it, of course, is about employee engagement. A lot of it is about community, micro-learning, but also about making sure that people are in their best state. So, optimity actually is a dictionary word. It means the state of being best. And what we vow to do is keep you at your best and keep star players on the field longer for um, any sort of a company. So, in that context, uh, I think what really kind of sparked this whole movement of, uh, you know, participating in a community, working with each other, also came with the context shift where in the industrial age, you had people, you know, coming into the factory, they line up, it's sequential, you have to be there physically, right? Mm-hmm. That's why the eight-hour work day and 40-hour work week was really invented. But nowadays, I, I can't tell you, like, how many people are able to work from home, work remotely, using, right, right, your podcast is completely digital, right? Yes. So... So we're working in this new context where people have these mobile phones on them and they're able to connect to the Internet and they're offline, they're working all over the place, they're traveling, they're flying around, they're taking the train, they're doing all kinds of, um, you know, things in motion. They're in motion. And those 40 hours that we track to the desk is no longer relevant 
So for us, we create a wellness 2.0 program to support that lifestyle, but also bring in that sense of community and connect the people within the organization because people are the most important part of any successful business. So, I mean, that's, that's interesting in terms of, I mean, really understanding, and it sounds like you're really understanding where, where the business, you know, business culture is going and you're adapting to that. But, like, why aren't, I mean, outside of, you know, the distributed workforce now, why are, you know, the success programs not working or the traditional ones not working today? Uh, yeah, I think wellness uh, itself is usually uh, a program that is um, sometimes secondary. It comes uh, only it's come to the forefront of business leaders' attention because of the big bills that they have to pay in these days, right? It could be medical bills. It could be uh, for prescription medicine. Mm-hmm. It could be for absenteeism. People are not showing up when they're supposed to. And then the last part is attrition, which is the biggest part, the biggest part of the bill. So um, wellness has come kind of secondary to that, and it's kind of throwing Band-Aids at the core problem, which is really truly disengagement and people whose lifestyles is wearing on them, right? So you're sitting there the whole time. You're not moving at all. You're eating whatever is available to you in this food desert. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, how, you know, a lot of us even forget to drink water. So it's becoming deprived. And then after years of that, people just say, man, this is not worth it. It's not worth it. I, I must find something else. So I think that's, that's where you start losing people. And wellness programs is uh, is one of those things that really kind of helps shift culture. And I don't think all wellness programs are created equal. But mm-hmm. really kind of thinking about how do you how could you add value to each member in their own personalized special way without you know really coming in and pairing a nutritionist, coming in and pairing a sleep specialist, coming in and pairing uh, people who are helping them you know work out, helping them manage their aspects of life, such as financial wellness has been really popular in these days, for example. Right, right. Whoa. <laughs> that, was, that was some feedback. No, that's that's pretty interesting. And one thing you talked about, and you really just quickly mentioned it because of the distributed workforce, you talk about community. So I'm assuming wellness programs or traditional wellness programs, they don't they don't promote any type of community. Is that safe to say? I think they try, but I just think the tools are different, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, in in the past, we teach math using Blackboard. Mm-hmm. You know? so, so, right. You know, right. Like, that's the tool that they have. But nowadays, with the you can get people to do it on a spreadsheet. You can do a lot of more advanced stuff. So I feel like wellness programs are the same, where in the past, the only tool that you had is giving out handouts or newsletters. Um, and, uh, and nowadays with a really busy lifestyle and the busy people who barely have time to eat lunch, uh, take, you know, taking them away to do a full lunch and learn, making sure that, you know, sending these newsletters by email, people ignore them. People don't open them. So what people really want is that useful thing in their hand when they're making a choice about what to eat and what to drink. They want that thing in their hand when they're at the gym so that you, they can, you know, can go through a full routine of HIIT exercises, like high-intensity exercises. Um, they want things that are 
that comes to them, that's served to them. And most of the time, people prefer channel. I mean, we have a web application as well. Um, mm-hmm. When they're at their desk, we find that people are using the web application, but um, most popular is mobile. People are on their phone all the time. Um, it's still one of the most popular. Even the wearables coming up, mobile is still the most popular. That's interesting. So tell me about some of these apps, Jane. I know... I know for myself, I'm a runner, so I, I have a number of apps. Uh, I mean, I use even the iPhone Health app. I use Strava to track my running. Um, I mean, I even use like Sleep Cycle to to wake up in an optimal time. So, so how are these differentiated, or, or is this getting? Are these the same apps that are integrated into the organization's wellness program? Yeah, um, you're you're right on the money. So it's, yeah, option door number two. It's all those apps are integrated into the company's wellness program. So it's about creating a sense of community within that company um, outside of what you're doing already individually. Because most people are like you. They've explored here or there. They've tried. Uh, they definitely, you know, already have some um, skills tracking um, mm-hmm. things like that. But uh, um, they, they have a plethora of all these different types of tools that they're trying to help themselves but they're not part of a routine where they're coming together, they're building the community, and that's where people are kind of disengaged too because people have their individual lives, like using their individual tools, and you're not really kind of helping people care about each other, you know, friendly competition, or encourage each other because it just doesn't seem appropriate to invite, you know, all of your work people onto Strava or all of your work people onto So everything will be like, I mean, and I get where you're coming from because even for me, I, it, it could feel a little weird when I share my, my Strava, my run thing, even just on my Facebook page with my friends and family because then it could be like, I don't want to be like, hey, look at me, I'm always running or like, yo, you should you should work up, but I understand the Strava platform on there or if you have friends that are on Strava, then you get that sense of community, but it's not easy. Like, you just can't share it with everyone. I, I think that's where the gap is in the community, right? Right, right. And one of the things about engagement, like uh, employee engagement, is about kind of second layer of relationships. So mm. it's a layer of relationship that actually goes beyond just professional, right? Just like I need to get this, you know, this piece of work to you so that you can continue to do your work. Something where the other people have common connections on things that they truly enjoy on the other facets of their lives. So what we found with this type of um, community program is that they get the sense, you really kind of get the sense of, oh, I, I discovered my other friend is also a runner, or my mm-hmm. other colleague is also a runner, and then the two of you can actually, uh, we can bond over that. But then overall, generally, it's kind of a sense of competition. And then we also do a lot of in-office challenges. There's um, a set of content that we have around Thrive from 9 to 5. And it's just about, you know, exercises, micro-breaks that you take at work. Because a lot of people get into the habit. I don't know why adults... What do you mean by a micro-break, though? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That that sounds little. (laughs) I mean, people need that, right? So it's really yeah. interesting. So I'm going to talk about two, two different types of studies. The first one is that uh, adults 
uh, we don't, I don't know what happened during the time, like when we went from elementary school to high school. There used to be this thing called recess, right? Yes. <laughs> Where we get to take a break, we get to refresh, we get to move about a little bit, and then go back, right? And we understood that about children, about little humans, that we need that time to switch contact, need that time to, you know, get your blood moving, need that time to refresh. That's right. Yeah. But as adults, we don't have that. So we don't really truly have that. And what what happens is that we sit there for a long time and then where does the day go? And then there, there are a number of cases where adults actually have bed sores. So that patients, <laughs> patients that cannot move behind a bed, you get these like, you get these things. People don't move; they just be yeah. in the same place. Yes. So, in order to take a break, we used to have these things called bells, right? So, it'll, like the bell would ring, and they'll be like, "Pizza, that's great," <laughs> and so, running around crazy. <laughs> But, uh, but, yeah, but we need those joy, right? Look, look, look at how happy you are just even talking about the memory of it. But uh, uh, that's what Optimity is, right? It'll give you a notification. It actually looks for it in your calendar, so it thinks to your cal- with your calendar. So that understanding individually, you may have some meetings, you may have a radio show you have to do. There's different things that you have to do and trying to swap those recess times around the schedule. I think that's really, really important. Well, that's because, good. I mean – that that's really i mean and i'm sure you've done all these studies and you've worked on with different apps but i know i follow sort of the pomodoro technique if i want deep focus but that technique basically you work for 25 minutes and then you take a break and then and then you take a longer break but it's a forced break is that similar to to what you're finding with these micro or is that what you're trying to um entice people to do yes so it's an, it's I would say enable, enable people to do this because um, I think it's different for different job functions. Certain mm-hmm. job functions, you you could definitely take breaks every 25 minutes, but certain job functions, you cannot. So in one of our intake surveys, when we first recommend programs, uh, just on the intake, we actually get to know you a little bit. Part of it, aside from, you know, what gender are you, how tall are you, how old are you, besides those basic health questions. We we get to know what your job function is. Are you doing number crunching? What what your job function is, and then the other part is your personality as well. So some people prefer that, some people don't. So it's kind of working with your natural rhythm. Again, this is where um, the traditional wellness program just you just don't have the tools to be mm. able to do that. Where with technology and with you know machine learning and with all kinds of tools that we currently these days have, we can deliver personalized programs that also makes sense to the organization as a whole and it's very light. Right, and and it's and everyone's easy. I, I want I wanna ask you I wanna get ask you something more in terms of onboarding an organization like that. But 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 before so you mentioned something and and it's really specific to me in terms of being very competitive with my friends, for example. The ones that I know are runners or do that is this very similar in terms of as soon as you find out within your organization? I know competition is key, is for especially for type A, and maybe for every personality. You never want to lose, right? So is that really that drives sort of the health, health, health as well? I think it's one of the drivers. So it's a driver for about thirty percent of us. 
you're right. A lot of type A people find challenges very motivating, but there's also people that like collaborative challenges, right? So, I mean, there's competitive challenges and there's collaborative challenges. Mm-hmm. And we all together pool our efforts and reach a bigger goal. So, um, so there's a different pool of people that like that. So we help uh, basically the HR department run monthly challenges on different themes. So we're finding a lot of the themes for the summer has been around physical exercise. So daily 30, stretching it out, strengthening up, because people are working on their summer bodies, right? And then <laughs> that, in, in April and May, we're finding a lot of mental health. So, I mean, May was Mental Health Month, so we're finding a lot of people are really enjoying the gratitude break type of thing, and it's really kind of gets to different aspects of people um, and bring them together. And we see that, say, if you have an organization with, you know, let's say 100 people for a round number, let's say you have an organization of 100 people, you then get, you know, 50% of them that are interested in mental health, and then you get another 50 of them that's interested in physical activity. You can have them overlap, you don't have them overlap. But then in the fall, we usually run things like step challenge, you're gonna get seventy percent of your people. And wow. when you define it yeah, when you do financial wellness, you can see an even bigger group. So it's kind of interesting because you're creating all these kind of micro communities of people and mm-hmm. they're all participating in learning, progressing, and it's kind of gamification. If you're making work more fun and it's not just the monotony of, you know, coming in here, getting it done, leaving, because that's the most disengaged employee. No, that's amazing. Um, and if you're just tuning in, we're dis- we're discussing why an effective wellness program will retain employees. Uh, my, my co-host today is Jane Wang. So if you are listening, feel free to join the conver- conversation. Love to have you ask, ask this big question. So, Jane, the one question I had, and maybe you're getting – the feedback now working with many companies, uh, many organizations, with, with large wellness programs. For me, when I used to work in enterprise, I remember there's a wellness program, but you never really knew about it unless you were really interested in about it. So what are you seeing now in terms of the uptake of employment engagement now that it's so easy to just, I guess, I'm assuming, download the app? Yeah, it's just as easy as downloading the app. And uh, people, yeah, people participate. So we don't brand it as a wellness program first. It's branded as an employee success and wellness program because okay. it also has an employee recognition layer in it. Oh, very cool. So, yeah. So you can uh, give each other awards and you can nominate each other for, you know, um, for basically good habits, uh, healthy habits or helpful habits, people that really made an impact on um, you, but also that have really good qualities about them, right? So uh, because of that, uh, you also get a wider, wider group. It's not just the people that are already out there cycling, running. We really kind of trying to get to the average, what we call mm-hmm. the potato personality, because uh, those are the group. That's that actually the biggest difference, uh, because those, the people that are, not naturally engaged or not naturally working on these things are actually the people that are at highest risk, uh, not only for health issues, but also for uh, disengagement and attrition and absenteeism. Well, I believe it. I believe it. I mean, this is the really fascinating stuff, and uh, I really applaud you for, for bringing this type of product to market. I mean, 
a happy employee is a happy is is a happy organization, right? Yeah, and I I think more on the other side is just happy people. When you know people talk, we talk about longevity. We mm-hmm. talk about how long people live, and a lot of uh, longevity studies is correlated to not just you know the food that you put in your body and exercise and how you sleep. Like we know that we know those things are true, but one of the factors that we don't look at is social connectedness. Mm. So, right, um, people that live in multi-generational homes tend to live longer. People that uh, live in communities where they feel that they are a part of and contributing, that they're valued, also live longer, right? So for us as a company, we really measure our success with quality of life and the longevity of each of the users. So I think, you know, for all all the people that are out there and downloading uh, you know, city or um, any sort of like any sort of product that we offer, because we offer a number of them. I think mm-hmm. they should be selfish. They should be incredibly selfish and just think about you know how could this contribute to my quality of life and how I am. Because, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because everything else, we'll take care of the greater good. We'll take care of the uh, the reporting, but the you know the business because we can do that quantitatively. But you just work on you. You just do you. Awesome. Jane, before we end, I'd love to get maybe uh, maybe a final tip for for either the emerging leader who's listening um, that you could share with them today. I think for any sort of leader to have an effect on the world, they need to be – I mean, it comes from people, right? You have to leave somebody. You have to mm-hmm. leave people. So – um, in the past, I think people focus on maybe I, you know, IP or just uh, certain aspects of business models. I think those things are really important, but I think what really makes it, you know, makes your company stellar compared to all the other companies out there is the people that continuously build it. So uh, for me, I think when you you care about people on a personal level, about their health and their wellness and their success, it just changes the whole dynamic of the organization. And that's when you begin to see a shift in culture and you can see a lot of other wonderful things because the business is, an, I mean, it's a whole ecosystem and an immune system itself. So when you fix those things, everything gets better. Agreed. Jane, it's been a pleasure. Um, before I let you go, can you tell us where we can find more information about you and Optivity or anything else you'd like to share with us today? Uh, sure. Uh, so you can find Optimity on uh, on the web. So you can just type in Optimity.life or MyOptimity.com. Uh, if you want to uh, also just start out the program for yourself, we offer a very basic version of it uh, just for free for any of the listeners out there. So you just have to go find Optimity on the App Store and download it, and there's a light program waiting for you, so you can use that. And this is part of our community uh, outreach program. Um, everything else, if you want to get in touch with us, just email us directly at engage, so that's E-N-G-A-G-E, at myopportunity.com. Jane, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it uh, for joining us today. No problem. Really happy to. For everyone else, be sure to join us on Wednesday. The Business Leadership Live is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time.
And if you haven't done so yet, be sure to check out my podcast. It's called the Business Leadership Podcast, where I sit down with business leaders to discuss their personal journey and, and their experience of, of business leadership. A new episode is actually dropping tomorrow, every Tuesday. You could listen to it on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you, wherever you listen to your podcast. But that's a wrap. It's Monday. So everyone, have a fantastic week. Edwin signing off.